You are listening to the MZBC Students Greenhouse Podcast. For more information about Mount Zion Baptist Church, go to mzbc.net slash students or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MZBC Students. God's word says this. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, they gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Honestly, the first time I really heard that, I mean, I'd heard it, but I didn't hear it. I didn't catch it. I was a junior in high school. I remember I was in Miss Smith's, our English class, and we were studying poetry and prose and, and poems. And it's like, dude, I, I wouldn't like a little poem, dude, you know? And I, I just got my little book. I write a little poem. They just rhyme together. You know, I, I mean, the only poem I ever knew, I remember our teacher, Miss Smith, said, and y'all like, y'all know any poems? I'm like, I raised my hand. I'm kind of sitting in the back of the room like, yeah, I do. She goes, huh? So my buddy's like, Robbie, you know a poem? I do, I do. She goes, man, you, 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 want, you want to say it? I go, man, I'd love to, Miss Smith. So I stood up, and everybody's kind of looking at me like, Robin? Robin going to bust out a rhyme on us, you know? And so I'm like, um, roses are red, violets are blue. Everybody's looking at me like, he was so gay, you know? <laughs> roses are red, violets are blue. And then I went, your mama was good looking. What happened to you? <laughs> Yeah, that didn't help me on my grade, okay? So, so man, well, our teacher, Ms. Smith, was like, dude, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. She gave every one of us assignment to go home, kind of get our favorite song, write it down, bring it back. We'd take it in class and kind of pull it out, and each one of us, one by one, would take our piece of paper, read out our favorite song, and she would kind of break it down so we saw the syntax and all that stuff about poetry and prose and how all of it worked. And, dude, I got pumped. We got excited, man. Man, when I was in high school, some killer bands, REO, Speedwagon, Marshall Tucker. Man, I was like Alice Cooper fans. No, all that stuff, man. I'll never forget, man. Different ones that get up and they do, they pull out the little piece of paper and kind of unfold it up there and they go, hey, man, my favorite song is, and happens to be like, and they'd read it. She'd kind of break it down up there. I forget one, one girl. I don't remember her name. Don't remember her name. She got up from the class. She unfolded a piece of paper and she put it there. And then she stood, stood around the side like this. She goes, um, I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to read my favorite song to you. She goes, um, I'm, I'm going to sing it to you. Now, I don't know about you guys, man. High school, somebody bust out singing. It's like, you go, Justin Bieber, you know. I mean, and we're ready. I, I mean, my, looking four or five of my buddies, like, go ahead, bust out, start singing, because we're just going to hose you out with laughter. And all of a sudden, she starts singing. This is what she starts singing. Jesus loves me. This I'm like, what? I mean, we are like, all of a sudden, she keeps singing. As she keeps singing, the laughter dies down because it's like, no way. Like, this is for real. It wasn't a joke. And when she finished the song, like, for the Bible tells me to sing. One girl in the front row looks up and goes, are you for real? 
she walked right up to her. She goes, absolutely. She said, because that song, as childish as it sounds, is the whole central truth of what my life is all about. Because God loves me. And then she quoted John 3.16 and said, see, God's word tells me that he, God so loved the world, me, that he gave us one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And when she sat down, I said, wow. But God so loved the world. I don't forget a while back, it's been a few years ago, Dave Petrelli, who was a youth pastor up in the Chicagoland area, just outside of there in Rockford area, was a youth pastor at Christ Community. He calls me up because I knew him from back in college. He goes, hey, Robbie, hey, can you come do our retreat? I said, what is it? You name it once? I said, do that weekend. So, but I'd love to. He said, could you come up on a Wednesday night? Like you guys do your Wednesday night. I said, well, I really feel like if you come up on Wednesday night, kind of connect with all our students, maybe some of who have not signed up would say, dude, I want to go on a retreat. So, man, I remember I show up, man, flying to O'Hare Airport. Petrelli picks me up. We cruise out to the church outside of, you know, Rockford area there in Chicagoland. I get there on Wednesday night, and then, I mean, what's just like your numbers of students. And I'm kind of going around saying, hey, high-fiving, meeting different ones. And then, I'll never forget, it was kind of in the room. All of a sudden, I see this one couple. You've seen these couples before sometimes. Maybe not like so much sometimes, but that couple that's like, they're, they're like super glued together. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like there's that, you know, like, like twizzled up together. Like, it's like a pretzel or something, you know? And it's like, dude, y'all ever like, you know, separate or something? I mean, they're just sitting on the front row and just like, like they were staring at each other. I mean, it was like all of a sudden, I thought if I just kind of leaned in, I could probably hear them singing to one another. I love you. You love me. You know. I'm like, what? Now, now I'm, I'm smart. Dude, I knew they were a couple. Because <laughs> I've been in Mississippi, they've been cousins. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Just had to say the truth. So, man, I walk up. And, and I put my hand out. I said, what's going on? Hey, my name's Robbie. Now, the minute I put my hand out, he took his arm from his girlfriend, reached out and grabbed my hand and said, hey, my name's Matt, Matt Sims. I said, hey, Matt, good to meet you. Now, the whole time, I'm kind of good to meet you, Matt, shaking hands with him. Now, he's looking at me. Remember, they were staring at each other. When he turns his head, she doesn't turn it. She's just staring at his ear hole like, huh, that's interesting. Seeing any wax inside there? Can you look through the other side? You know? And we're just kind of talking. I'm thinking, dude. You know, I mean, I'm engaged, look at me, you know what I'm saying? And we're just kind of talking, just kind of back and forth, and pretty soon I say, hey, Matt, great to meet you. And I started to walk away and say, hey, Matt, dude, are, are you going on a retreat this weekend? Now, when I asked that, both of them turned, looked at me, and at the same time said, yes, that's so cute. I'm like, dude, come on. Then different ones. All of a sudden, the worship's cranked up, started. After the worship finished, just like tonight, man, I got off the little platform and I start speaking. And in the middle of my speaking, all of a sudden, I just really connected or, or noticed someone I had not noticed. This one guy sitting, I'm like at the very, very, very back in the left side of the room. Nobody was sitting with him. He had his chair kind of, you know, leaned back up against the wall in the corner. Not sitting with everybody else. This guy had like, I mean, black t-shirt, black jeans, black hair. But all of a sudden, it's like, dude, you could tell it's like, like his face was just white from like some sort of like unique makeup he put on. I was like, what's up? Now, he's, he kept, 
You ever have somebody just stare at you? Or sometimes you're like, you feel uncomfortable? You're like, hey. <laughs> and it just, it was just, it was not like, like sometimes like if you stare at somebody, you kind of, you, for a moment, you kind of look away. You look, it's like, sometimes it burns, just, you know. And I'm like, it was just weird. So man, we finished, when I finished speaking at night, then I said, I got to go meet this guy. So man, we finished that night, Wednesday night. I got through, I kind of made a beeline toward this dude back there. And he's just standing by himself. Nobody's with him. And I put my hand and I said, how you doing, bro? My name's Robbie. Now, he looks at me, staring at me, never moves his hand, doesn't shake my hand. I'm thinking, shake my hand. You're lonely, you know. I'm like, you know, somebody, you just shake my hand. Dude, I just kind of stand there like, <laughs> and he, he doesn't move. And I was like, hey, man, say, hey, uh, so, man, uh, how long have you been going here? He doesn't speak. I'm like, I'm trying to make jokes. I'm trying to talk. I mean, I'm a little, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm like, dude, I'm uncomfortable. I go, finally go, hey, dude, <laughs> hey, great combo. Man, hey, I hope you're going on a retreat this weekend. See you later, bro. <laughs> and I made a beeline for Pastor Dave, Dave Petrilli. I said, Dave, I said, dude, who? I didn't already get who. I started saying, who is that? He goes, oh, oh, you met Danny. I go, I did. He goes, oh, that, that's Danny Myers. I said, oh, he has a name. Yeah, I don't know if you could tell this or not, but Danny's not really excited about life. Oh, really? I thought he was so excited he was going to pass gas or something, you know? I'm like, dude, what's the deal? He goes, oh, Danny, he said, he said, Robbie, Danny got in some pretty heavy-duty trouble with the law. So he's on this, like, six-week juvie lockup. I said, what do you mean six-week juvie lockup? He's in juvie lockup. Man, why is he here on Wednesday night? You know, he said, well, here's the deal. Jimmy picks him up, or his mom does take him down downtown Rockford where he's there on Friday night through Monday morning. They pick him up, take him to school. And so he can't do anything unless his mom did take him during the week. And he still comes to Wednesday Bible said, well, that's cool. He said, but we also kind of found out something else about Danny. It's kind of like, you know, kind of weird. It's part of the whole deal he got in trouble is Danny's been a part of a coven group. Now, I didn't know what the coven group was at the time. I'm like, was that how they learned to put the white makeup on you? It's like, what's that? And, and literally, Petrella looks at me like, do you know what a coven group is? I'm like, I don't know. A coven group's a group of 13 people that get together. They read the satanic Bible. They pray to Satan. I'm like, oh, okay. I said, hmm. He said, here's the cool thing about him. He's, he's jacked up. He's messed up. He's in this whole deal. But his mom and dad went to the judge, the juvie judge, and asked him, hey, listen, this weekend our students are going to retreat, and we would love for Danny to go. There's going to be plenty of adult supervision. Our youth pastor said, man, he'd love for him to go. And he said, Robbie, dude, he said, Danny's going on the retreat this weekend. I go, man, you're kidding. I said, dude, that's awesome. And in the middle of my said, awesome, Dave goes, hey, Robbie, he said, you know what I like about you? I said, what? He goes, you just love students. I said, I love students. He said, man, you know what? I couldn't wait to get you up here, man, get you around my students, man. I just know he loves students, man. I, I need you to do something for him. I said, dude, whatever you want me to do, Pastor David, I'm here to save you for the weekend. He said, man, I knew you'd say that. He said, so here's what I need. I said, okay, what is it? He goes, man, for just this one time, I, I've never asked you to do something like this before. I said, no, man, what is you need me to do? He goes, well, I've had trouble getting any of my adult leaders to want to room with Danny. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh. In my mind, I'm going, you better ask me to room with Satan, you know? I'm thinking, 
Oh, I'm freaking. If you're like, you know, my, my heart's beating a little bit, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, all I'm thinking is, dude, if I've got a room with Satan for the weekend, I've got to go to Walmart and get me some silver bullets, some garlic, some wooden crosses, you know, because I just know in the middle of the night I'm going to wake up and he's going to go, you know, I'm going, ah! you know, I just, I just didn't know what. I'm like, totally, but I'm like, I'm just, oh no. And so I'm smiling on the outside. We've all done this before, like, but on this side, you're, you know, you're screaming, you know, and I'm just totally freaking out. I'm like, dude, I, I got to have a drink. Like, I mean, like, you know, not like, you know, alcoholic, but I mean, like Mountain Dew, okay? You know what I'm saying? That's some like, that's hard. That's that's Christian liquor, okay? You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, I'm seeing back there at the refreshment table, and I start walking back. Like, dude, I got just, I just want a whole Mountain Dew. You know, come on, man. I mean, get me jacked, because if I'm on a room with Satan for the weekend, dude, I'm gonna take it on. You know? So I'm like, dude, I start going back to the table. And there's this person, they're back to me, got the ball cap on, and so I couldn't really see, but I mean, they're like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, easy. So I'm like, oh, man, this has got to be somebody play football, man. I got to like talk football or something, kind of get off, get something off my mind, the fact that I'm going to be rooming with Danny for the weekend. I'm like, kind of <laughs> trying to get my, catch my breath. I walk up and like, I just, boom, hit this person on the back, high shoulder. Like, they're like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and I go, what's up, dude? And then... She turned around. I said, oh. I said, hey, girlfriend. <laughs> I said, my, my name's Robbie. And, and I had them, you know, she's sitting in the back or whatever. And all of a sudden, she grabs me. And when I say her hand, she, like, enveloped my hand. And when she shook my hand, I'm like, you know. <laughs> and she goes, my, my name's Julie. I said, hey, Julie. Hey, you going on a retreat this weekend? She goes, yes, I am, Robbie. I said, can I tell you something? She said, what, Robbie? I said, you're my new best friend. I'm thinking if Dandy does try to kill me, you know what I'm going to do? Julie! You know, she's going to take care of brother, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just having this toad like, oh my gosh, man. So, man, you know, you know, Thursday we went and hung out in downtown Chicago area, went out to Navy Pier and did all that. Friday when school got out, we load up the buses and we hit up to Lake Geneva. Now, Lake Geneva is north of Chicago, you cross over into, you know, Kenosha area and then hook it left going out toward this cool lake, Lake Geneva. There's a retreat center, only one retreat center out Lake Geneva. Lake Geneva is just a beautiful lake. We get there Friday night. Man, we have a great session. Now, in when I get up to teach, all of a sudden, Julie and I kind of connected. We're, well, we kind of be like, we can be like buddies, you know what I'm saying? And, and she literally, she like set her chair, like, not like right here, like right here, but like up just a little bit. So you like, you're like, front row to me. I'm like, what's up, Julie? You know? And she's like, man, I like you, Robbie. I like, cool. I like you, too, Julie. You know? She's sitting right there. You know, Matt Sims and his girlfriend are kind of like, I mean, the whole time during the first Bible study, they literally like, you know, and staring at each other. There was one point I wanted to stop and go, hey. Hey, this is not body study. This is Bible study. You know? I, I didn't do that, do I? And then Danny, I guess whatever I said, he just sat in the very back. And again, this time, I really felt them staring. Like, I kept wondering, like, what's he doing? I, I was afraid to look too long because then I'd be like, <laughs> you know, I don't know what. So, man, we finish up that night. Worship time, a little refreshment time, and it got like you know lights out, head to your room time, and I kind of kept hanging out in the worship room. And Pastor David's like, "Hey man, uh, 
see, you know, we all got to go to bed. I'm going, <laughs> yeah, you get to go to your room, but I get to go to the room with, you know. And so I'm like, okay, so finally, you know, it's like I have to go. So, man, I, I head toward our little room. Everybody had little cubicles. And I go in, and it was like the light's out. I'm like, I'm not going to turn the light on. I'm not thinking to wake up Satan right here, you know. And then when I kind of opened the door, I could see the light. He got the top bunk. I won the top bunk. I'm going to sleep underneath Satan. What's up with this, you know? And so, man, I, I lay down on the bed. I couldn't go to sleep. Because every time he moved, you know those old bunk beds? Like, squeaking. I just, and all these freaky things start going through my mind. I'm not sure. At some point, at some point, I did fall asleep, okay? And I was like, oh, it was good sleep. But all of a sudden, I had this weird, you get weird dreams. I had this weird dream that Danny was attacking me. That he had me around the throat and he was choking me and trying to kill me. And I, I wake up. You ever woke up screaming? I am like, ah! Okay. <laughs> I literally woke up screaming, dreaming about him choking me. I woke up screaming. My own hand was around my own neck. I'm totally freaking out. And I'm like, whoa, dude, okay. Wow, this is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Man, I just, I just didn't know what, man. So, man. I, I got up early, man. I was up for anybody, man. We're back there. I'm, I'm making coffee. It's like, hey, man, so I, you just up kind of catching the early morning? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm, that's right. Saturday morning, head session. Kind of the same feel of it. Everybody's connecting, but it's kind of this, you know, man, Julie just kind of there, and then Julie's right here. And then, you know, Saturday afternoon, I just take this walk. And I'm, I'm walking around part of one Lake Geneva, and I'm just kind of sitting on this huge, like, weeping willow tree. And one of the ladies, who's one of the leaders, came up to me and goes, Hey, Rodney, how you doing? I said, Man, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, Sharon. How you doing? She goes, yeah. She said, Man, are you enjoying the retreat? I said, Yeah, I, I am. She goes, Well, wait a minute. You, you kind of hesitate. I mean, you okay? I said, Well, I am kind of frustrated a little bit. She said, so you're frustrated. I'm thinking, got to wipe that day in. Wipe, wipe, wipe that day in. <laughs> she said, well, well, what's up? I said, dude, the last two Bible studies, I got Matt and his girlfriend, like, you know, locked up looking at each other. Like, I'm not even there. And Julie's not even sitting there. She's, like, sitting right here, like her own little row, you know, which is cool, but it's kind of different. And I said, yeah, there's Danny. I said, I love Danny, but I like, I'm, I'm just kind of, I don't know, man. It's kind of a weird weekend. She goes, so, so you're frustrated. I'm thinking, I get sick days. She goes, uh, now look at me, guys. You talk about nailing it. She looked at me. She goes, Rodney, can I tell you something? I'm like, I go for it. She goes, can I tell you why you're frustrated? I'm thinking, I thought I just told you. But I'm going, sure. She goes, now listen, this is what she said. She said, Rodney, I got to tell you. Just got to be honest. The reason why you're frustrated is because you think this weekend's about you. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what you got me here? She says, you know what? I think you're more worried about, do the students like it? Are they going to laugh? I said, you know what? It's not about you, is what she said. Dude, it's about Jesus. She said, can I ask you something, Robbie? Like this afternoon, you're walking around like, let me ask you, what, what were you doing? I said, I just walk around. She said, have you been praying for the students? I said, uh, 
man, you got me. She reaches in her pocket. She's got a piece of paper like this folded up. She pulls out. She goes, here you go. I said, what's that? She said, that's a list of every student's name on the retreat. She said, if you want it, it might make a difference. You can just take some time praying for every student. I'm like, man. Talk about nailing. It's like, yeah, you know what? I grabbed that list. And I went and found a place around the other side of the lake. And I opened up that list. And I laid it down in front of me on the ground. And I started praying for every student by name. I said, God, I pray you speak to them. I called their name. God, I pray you speak to Matt. I called that Julie Woodruff's name. Danny Myers. Matt. Every student I called, I said, God, speak to them. God, use me. God, it's about you. It's not about me. And God, I pray to see you. And they, it's not about me. Then when I got through praying, for every student by name, all of a sudden, I pulled out my Bible, opened it up, and I just said, hey, God, what is it you kind of want me to speak on? What does you want me to say tonight? And I really kind of think, God, I want you to kind of, I feel like you want me to kind of move something different tonight. And God took me to John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, that he gave us one and only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is what I heard God say, kind of inside my heart. He said, here's what I want you to do tonight, Roddy. I want you to get up in front of the group. I want you to just stand there. I don't want you to quote John 3.16. Okay, I'm getting that in my mind. Okay, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He said, then I want you to open up that piece of paper. I want you to call every student's name out. I want you to look at it and just say, Jesus loves you. 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 I kind of do this inside kind of thing with God. I go, okay, that's it? And I kind of felt like I said, dude, that's it. That's all I want. It's not about you. That's all I need. I'm thinking, man, no, like, illustration, no, like, stories, no, like, explain something. He goes, dude, just, just quote John 3, 16, and just tell every student in that room, Jesus loves them. Worship finished. I remember walking up toward the front. Every student's looking at me. I opened up that piece of paper that every student's name on it, laid it there in front of me. And then I just stood there and I said, God's word says this in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And then all of a sudden, I called the first name out on the list and I waited till I could see who they were. And they said, hey, God, just let me tell you tonight, Jesus loves you. I remember when I called Matt Sims to me that. I said, Matt, he looks at me. I said, Matt, Jesus for me to tell you tonight, he loves you. As a matter of fact, Matt, Jesus loves you more than you think anybody in your life loves you. Because here's the truth, Matt. Jesus will never leave you, forsake you. He won't diss you. Always, he loves you. I remember when I called Julie Woodruff's name out. And Julie looks at me. I said, Julie, Jesus loves you. I said, Julie, can I tell you something? Jesus didn't just love you. He likes you. Because these students, here's what, you know, sometimes we have trouble liking ourselves. And so because sometimes we have trouble liking who we are, sometimes we're not sure we like ourselves, that we can't understand the fact that Jesus, he doesn't just love us. He likes us. I said, Julie, 
Jesus loves you. I remember when I got to Danny Meyer's name on that list. I said, Danny. He's kind of of looking at me now. First time I could really look at him. I said, Danny. Man, God just wanted me to tell you tonight that Jesus loves you. I said, matter of fact, Danny, he's greater than anything. Anything you think is great in your life. I said, I want to remind you of something, Danny. Jesus died on the cross for you. And when he died on the cross and he went to the grave, those three days in the grave, man, Satan was put on the biggest party in hell. They do, we won, we won. But you know what, Danny? It wasn't him dying. Dude, you know what happened? Easter Sunday morning, Jesus looked at Satan, sin, death, and hell in the face. The stones rolled back and he rose from the grave. Danny. All of a sudden, I, I finished with the last few names on the list. I looked at Pastor David, and then I looked like, hey, that's it. Pastor David, he, he comes up, grabs the microphone, and he goes, wow. That's exactly what God wanted us to hear. He said, God speaking to your heart? God doing something in your life this weekend? Now, I'm standing kind of right over here. While Pastor David's right there, he's kind of asking, hey, has God kind of spoke to your heart this weekend? And all of a sudden, I'm seeing lots of heads that are kind of nodding, like, yeah, he goes, okay, here's the deal. He said, if God spoke to your life this weekend, God's doing something in your heart, here's what I want you to do. I want you right now. I don't want you to hesitate. I want you to come up here right now, grab my microphone, I want you to say, hey, this is what God's been saying in my heart, and this is what I know I need to do. He said, because here's the deal. If you can't say it right here in front of your own youth group, he said, when we roll back on the buses and we go back home, you'll never be able to live it, speak it, say it in front of your friends at school, wherever you are, if you can't start it right here. He said, man, you nod your head a minute ago. He said, you weren't lying, right? And I was looking, no, I wasn't lying, man. I was just listening. He said, okay, come on, let's first. I think one student stood up. He walks up, grabs a mic, and he goes, hey, thank Pastor David. He said, uh, I didn't know at the time, but as he talked, I figured it out. Houston body, student government president, Rockford High School. He goes, man, all weekend long. I really thought back to my high school. I'm a senior. It's like, hey, you know what? There's been so many times I've had the, uh, I kind of had the opportunity where I could have kind of spoke up for who I really am about God in my life. He said, I haven't done it. He said, this week is, uh, this week's our, our annual drug and alcohol awareness week at school. And we had this assembly every year. We bring somebody to come in. He said, and, and whoever, you know, student government president always introduces that, that speaker in the week. He said, uh, and I'm just saying this here because I, I know if I don't say it here, I won't do it. But if I say it here, all of y'all be looking for it because you go to high school with me and be like, okay, man, come on, step up. You see, sometimes when we do that in these places like this, that's when we step up. We kind of quit holding inside and, and, and talk out loud about it. And he said this, he goes, uh, when I get up to introduce the speaker, he said, I know what God's been wanting me to do. God's been wanting me to say, hey, I'm drug and I call free because of one reason in my life. And he said, I feel like God wants me to say, he said, the reason? because Jesus Christ is Lord. 
of my life. And I'm like, oh, that's strong. That's strong. And I'm kind of looking around the room. He hands his mic back to Pastor David. And you can see students like, dude, that, that's, that's gutsy, man. To say right in front of them, you're going to do that. And by the way, if you don't do that, we all just heard it, man. You, he's got it for us. All of a sudden, right in the middle of this section right here, one student just stood up and just lifted his hand and just shouted to the top of his lungs, Jesus Christ is my Lord. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so... If we can't really say who he is in our lives right here in youth group, just to stand up for the school, then where can he be? And all of a sudden, student after student after student stood up and said, Jesus Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ is my Lord. And then I'll never forget, Matt Sims right there on the front row. All of a sudden, for the first time all weekend, it's like he... Stepped away from his girlfriend. He looked up. He held his hand up. He looked up. He goes, Jesus Christ is my Lord. And then he turned to his girlfriend and said, and, I mean, this, this blew me away. He said, and you know what I know. He can't. Because he's going to be Lord. I'm sorry. And it was like, whoa. I mean, it's just kind of. And about the moment that we're getting weird, all of a sudden, I felt like every head in the room kind of turned this way. And I'm like, I turn, I'm looking, and I see Danny Myers, little Mr. Black on Black on Black, little Mr. Sam. All of a sudden, he's walking along that side of the wall of the retreat room. And every head's kind of watching him. He walks up this way. And when he comes right here, Pastor David's right there. I'm right over there. And he kind of walks forward. Pastor David, and then he's walking toward me, and I'm looking at Pastor David like, what's happening? <laughs> he's looking at me like, I don't know. Danny gets right over here. He stops, turns back around, and just staring at the ground. He's just walking. And he just starts pacing back and forth about ten times. It was like watching some sort of Wimbledon match. And all of a sudden, he just stopped right here. He said, uh, right back there, right back there just a moment ago, he said, uh, and all of a sudden he took his hand and lifted it with the finger pointed up just above his head like this. And when he lifted his head up, he kind of had his eyes closed. He said, Jesus Christ became my Lord in the room of miraculous, unbelievable. Man, he turned, he just he just broke. And all of a sudden, man, Pastor David grabbed him. He said, Danny, man, I've been praying for you. Oh, man, it was a moment. And all of a sudden, it's like not a few seconds after him saying that, Julie Woodruff sitting right there. She stands up and her hands are, she clenched. This is, she's shaking. And she said, someone, someone help me. She said, I need Jesus. Now, students, when she said that, there were three girls sitting back on this side of the room. They climbed over who they need to. They came up here to Julie, and one of them looked at her and said, Julie, dude, been praying for you. And it was evident. Those three girls, the reason why Julie came to youth group, because they invited her. They've been praying for her. 
And all of a sudden, they started talking out loud. The whole group's kind of in on it. Like, so, so Julie, you, you know Jesus died on the cross for you. And, and Julie, like, and, and like talking through it. Because do you want to you invite him to come to your life right now? And right then, right there, those three girls with Julie, all four of them got on their knees together, hauled around together. And Julie, out loud, out loud, started asking Jesus to come to her heart and say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Jesus, I, I didn't know you loved me, but Jesus, I know that now. And she said, Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life and save me. Oh, man, it was unbelievable. And then all of a sudden, man, she said amen, and then she stood up. And then she looked up, and she just lifted her hand, and she goes, Jesus Christ is mine. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Students, listen to me. The most simple, yet the most profound, yet the most important truth in all of God's word Jesus loves you. See, it was evident that weekend. It was evident that weekend that that student group cared about their friends who didn't know Jesus. Because the reason why Julie was there, because those three girls had worked to invite her to connect with her and bring her to youth group and talk to her and go on a retreat. And I found out later, one of them had paid her way that weekend. Even though it was unique and weird, the group, how they tried to reach out and, and still reach to Danny, what God did in Danny's life. Students, what God has for you, what God has for us, is that we understand that truth and we carry that truth beyond a retreat beyond Wednesday night, beyond Sunday morning, that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. With your heads bowed, your eyes closed, and your student pastor, Brittany, is going to come and bring this time to a close. Every head bowed, every eye closed. One of the things I love um, about being a part of our student ministry is um, the stories about how you came to be here. Now, most of you didn't grow up in Mount Zion. Most of you are here because somebody invited you and you invited somebody else, you invited somebody else. And there's generations of people here. The first, first night we talked about the fact that God brought you here for a very specific reason. God knew what he had in store for you, and even if you didn't, that he had a plan. And that our prayer was that God would bring that, that plan to fulfillment. And so, um, you know, tonight, if, if, if this, this entire weekend, if, if, man, if you've been at a point when you've been hearing that Jesus has offered himself as a gift for you, He's made himself available. He's made forgiveness available. He's been waiting on you your whole life, and, and you've been coming to a point where, like, hey, I, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready.
think I'm ready to accept the gift. I just want to ask, I just want to ask what, you, what are you waiting on? You've just been waiting for your whole life. What are you waiting on? It's time to accept the gift. If, you, if you're honest, respond to that and say, look, I've still got some questions. I've still got some conversations that probably need to take place. And still, what are you waiting on? Why are you, why have you not asked the question? Why, why are you waiting? loved you, loves you so much that he sent his son so that when the moment you believe, the moment you trust him with your life, that you'd be forgiven, that you'd be given everlasting life. What are you waiting on? Maybe tonight what you need to do is when we dismiss and we head out of here in just a minute after our, our band leads us, you need to go have a conversation with your small group leader, with that friend who invited you, who's probably been praying for you for months, even though you didn't know it. You need to walk up to somebody and say, hey, can we talk? Maybe it's me, maybe it's JJ. Somebody that you trust, walk up and say, hey, can we talk? Ask whatever questions you need to ask before you can get to a point where you can accept the gift. Are you ready? Turn away from Jesus to be my Savior, and that I've, I've had the privilege of getting to live in the freedom that you provided to me for a long time now. And God, um, I want everybody in this room to know the joy and the freedom and the forgiveness and the peace and the hope that I get to walk in every day, that so many of us get to walk in every day. God, I pray for those in the room who haven't trusted you yet, that you would draw them to yourself, that they'd have the boldness to walk up to somebody. Give them that boldness to walk up to somebody and say, hey, can we talk?